When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me tonight, we're recording this on Thursday, September 21st. Uh, just so you are aware, because maybe there's something that happened. Maybe we don't know about it because um, this is for being recorded in the past. But this will release Monday uh, as the first part of a two-part podcast with myself and Alex Spears and McKelly Barra. Uh, Al, McKelly, what's up, guys? Well, it's already Friday here, so I'm in the future. Wow, you are in the future. That's really cool, yeah, that's but it will cool. be you'll be in the past for whoever listens to this podcast. Yeah, you're still so in the past. As cool, still, in, still the past. in the past. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a decent chance. I know we're not live on YouTube, but there's a decent chance. Wouldn't that be funny if the Dame trade broke uh-huh. while we are not live on YouTube? But uh, people would get to see our live reactions like yeah. four days later. I think I think it could happen. You know, that's what Gambo's saying. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Gambo. John Gambadoro. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about the idea of the the Suns potentially getting involved by trading DeAndre Ayton for Yusuf Nurkic? Um, wh- why? I guess is like my overarching thought. Well, Gambo What's said that trade uh, set up because I I uh, obviously it, it, don't know. Um, so there was a rumor that. The Suns are open to facilitating a Dame deal. And then mm-hmm. Gambo came out and talked about how Nurt could be a potential piece coming back to the Suns in exchange for Aiton because they've been interested in Nurkic in the past. They apparently think he's good defensively. And uh yeah. That's a wild take. That's a that's a bold prediction. That is yeah, that is truly bold. usually good, right? He knows he definitely he definitely has sources. Yeah. That that just that would be weird to me. If that's what they did, that would be really weird. And I know like everybody's all over the map. Back, right? Huh? It depends on what else come comes back. Yeah, they'd have to get some kind of wing back in this deal. You can't it can't just be Nurk for Aiden. Well, if, um, if that goes the Brooklyn way, then it can be something that you actually do. Like yeah, you, you get Nurkic and DFS or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still gross to to get DFS and Nurk for for Aiden, but but if it's something a little bit better, or if there is an asset, it's clear that the relationship there it's well, it's clear it can be that the relationship there is sour between the Suns and Aiden, and so if you know that you have to get a deal, yeah, I mean, you, you it gotta... also feels like if Aiden was had a lot of value, he would have been traded by now. Yeah, that's the issue. He doesn't have value. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were discussing that like a year ago. Like, would would you want to offer uh, for like Aiden in general um, as a restricted free agent? And like the idea was no. Why? Yeah, I mean, it seems like Indy had some interest in him at some point, and like a Miles Turner for her, for Aiden swap makes some sense for both teams. Hmm. We should yeah. probably stop talking about it, though because. 
it's probably going to happen. It's already happened. It is, our, it is already happened. We we got to move on. Hey, uh, should we start with some bold predictions? Yeah. Do you have a drop? Bold predictions. Didn't you once upon a time have a drop? Yeah, I did. An explosion drop? Bold, bold predictions. Yeah, I know. Uh, do you guys want to start with OKC bold predictions or league-wide bold predictions? Definitely OKC bold predictions. Before we go there, I want to revisit mm-hmm. some bold predictions from the from last year. Just to kind of... Oh, dear. Just to give us like a, a feeling of, like, this is what a bold prediction feels like, or this is what a lukewarm prediction feels like. Um, so here's a few examples. I have three examples. So here's the first one. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a bold take. I think Poku's going to shoot 39% from three this year. <laughs> That's just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> okay. I just yeah. believe, I believe in Poku. He looks stronger. He looks sturdier. <laughs> um, what do you mean? What are you, what are you puffing? He looks for? sturdier? He does. What, what does that have to do with anything? Everything. Did you push him? push him no i didn't push him i did see him strolling down the hallway though and he looked pretty darn sturdy strolling down the hallway um i'm a believer how that how that correlates with uh three-point percentage i just think he'll get on the court i think Uh, he'll shoot the ball well i just think he'll shoot the ball well so i think that you gave me a snorting a pocky chip uh as far as the heat on that one you guys were very mean to me after (laughs) i said that one and well, what's crazy is you could have said 36%. We mm-hmm. probably would have had somewhat of a similar reaction, mm-hmm. and you would have gotten it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. jumping from, I mean, his first two seasons, 28%, 28.9%, mm-hmm. predicting that he would jump eight percentage points up yeah. to 36.5, like, that's huge, And but that wasn't good enough for you. No, you I had, had to, to go, go. You had to push it. I had to go bold. He he was shooting like 40% for a large portion of the season. And I felt really good about it. Um, but yeah, that was a shot in the dark that worked out. Here's, an, here's another bold prediction from preseason last year. SGA will be the only Thunder player to score more than 15 points per game. The only one. The only one. Okay. okay. Now, you, you might be saying sense. to yourself, oh, that sounds pretty bold. Is it? The only other player who did it last year was Lou Dort. Who averaged 17 a game? Yep. I'm betting on there being more scores on this team now, both with Trey Mann playing more minutes and with J Dub and Giddy potentially taking more scoring. I could see them having like four guys all within 12 to 14 points per game and Shea being the lone guy out there at 25 points per game. Mm-hmm. I think that this is Jalapeno. This is the most <laughs> likely scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. Come on. Yeah, that's not bold. Yes. What? <laughs> That's not bold at all. Actually, I'm, I'm betting. I'm betting on Lou. That's an L man lukewarm take, is what that is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's <laughs> so. <laughs> there's a lukewarm take. There was only two players that did that: SGA and Josh Giddy were the two. Hmm, seems like it was pretty bold of me. Suggested only one <laughs> was it. Still not bold today. <laughs> it was so close to being two for the entire year. Uh, and here's one more before we get into our current bold predictions. Oh. Oh, and he has. We're, we're assuming. Okay, I'm going to go to my second bold take because <laughs> it's related. Okay. OKC uh-huh. will finish top half in three point percentage. Whoa. Okay. That is that is that is okay. uh, pocky. That is like two or three pockies. <laughs> okay. Here's here's Explain. the case. Yeah. I don't. Uh, first of all, first of all, top half. So top half wow. of the league in three point percentage. I there were other ones where McKelly predicted that Russell Westbrook would be an all star again. Um, I think that we called that pretty spicy. I think that was like <laughs> that was so stupid. I think that was like uh, pocky nachos or something. Um, I also like the the boldest Trey Man prediction, which clearly jinxed jinxed his entire yeah. season. So yeah, yeah, we had a lot of uh, Trey Man hype before last season that uh, didn't go so well. For, now, similar for to anybody. your Poku prediction, I'm counting that last one as a win because they finished seventeenth. Yeah. So close. Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. is the spirit. The spirit of the bold prediction did come true, even though it did not literally come true. They did get much better at shooting threes. They did. Yeah. They did. But not for the reasons. If you had played it further, the reasons that I gave were not Isaiah Joe, which actually yeah. was the reason. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it was. 
primarily Isaiah Joe. And gosh, who else like really helped? Um, Moose, Lindy, J Dub helped some. Yeah, Yeah. J Dub helped a little. Yeah. Also, Shay was a bit better. Yeah, Shay was. Yeah, Shay was better. That did help. Yeah, it's funny. Like the guys that shot the highest percentage last year, Isaiah Joe obviously at forty percent. Jay Will at forty percent. Basely shot forty percent from three, but only on forty-five attempts. Muscala, Wiggins, Sharich, Kenrich. Like that's the cast of characters. A lot of those guys are gone. Um, they're gonna need the guys that are on the team to shoot better <laughs> this year. Yeah, but they got players that can shoot the basketball. I mean, Mitzich can clearly shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. And he was like four. Hey, don't don't spoil. I have a bold prediction coming up related to three. Oh, come so on. Let's, okay. let's just jump into it. Let's okay. jump into it. All right. First okay, one. Okay, this, so we, let's establish the scale first. Re-esta- reestablish the scale. Scale is bell pepper. Yeah, bell That's pepper. Like most lukewarm. There's no heat. No heat. Jalapeno, like. A little bit of barely heat. any heat, but yeah. you could eat it whole. Yeah. Oh, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. yeah. On a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. I made this weekend mm. uh, a jam slash jelly mm. slash mm. whatever of jalapeno and bell pepper that you can put on cheese, which is insane. Wow, that sounds like, really good. It's so great. I mean, I'm having it every single day. It's what, what's what gives it the jelly consistency? Is there a fruit in it? Yeah, is there a fruit? Peach. No, it's uh, you put sugar in it. It's just sugar and peppers. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. It's not the jelly. It's uh, more. I don't know how it's called. It's like a relish. Um, I don't know something that you. It's it's sugar and fruit, and instead of the fruit, you put um, the peppers, hmm. which hmm. technically are fruits. So. Is what? that true? Yeah. Of course. Because peppers the are fruits. Wait. Yeah. Sure. Peppers like, are fruits. Of course, are fruits like tomatoes are fruits. Well, Come I know right. tomatoes are fruits, yeah. but I didn't know bell peppers were fruits. I not, what? I have not heard this. This is a bold take. Yeah, these are like stuff with seeds and pulp that are growing from a plant. So technically, those are fruits, right? Yeah. Are bell peppers a fruit or vegetable? It's a fruit since they grow out of a flower and contain seeds. Bell peppers are actually classified as fruits. Wow. Of course. Come on, guys. From chefsforkids.org. Oh, don't don't you're you're on chefsforkids.org. They're they're everyone knows they're liars. <laughs> I refuse to allow my son to go on chefsforkids.org. Jalapeno is a fruit. That's propaganda. Old peppers. From yeah. balconygardenweb.com. Hey, the definition is they have to grow out from flowers having pulp and seeds, which wow. they clearly have. I am having to reevaluate a lot of things in my life. Okay, so bell pepper, jalapeno. Okay, so bell pepper, jalapeno, habanero. Habanero. Ghost pepper. Ghost pepper, pocky chip. And then pocky. Yeah. Did they take those off the market because someone died? Is that true? I think that might be that, true. That I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I will say I have not seen them at my local establishment. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can buy them anymore. five peppers last year or four? Uh, I think we had those five. We had five, yeah. Okay. And to be clear, I actually think Pocky might be a ghost pepper chip, but um, you snort it in this case. <laughs> so it's a little different. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So All right. we're starting with Thunder Bold Takes. Thunder Bold Takes. What you got? Um, I'll start. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with I've ordered mine in what I believe is their heat order. Uh-huh. And I'm going to read them in that order to see if you guys will agree or not. Number one, SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander, will have a 50-40-90 season. Come on, Alex. I have the same. Years. There you go. Well, if we both said it, it must not be very bold. <sighs> Basically, the idea here is he already did the 50-90 last year. Did the 50-90. So you're yeah. really just betting on him getting back to some semblance of three-point shooting that we've seen in the past. Is there a uh, like minimum number of attempts that you're no, not at envisioning all. with this? Nope. 
Doesn't matter. I mean, I, you you can't go back on number of attempts now because, like, historically, the guys who have hit 50, 40, 90, some of those were only taking a couple threes. Yeah, I'm not saying day. I'm not saying that it has to be a lot. I'm just curious your thought on that. Mm. I mean, like, when, when KD did it, he yeah. hit uh, he attempted four threes per game. Yeah, KD never took that many threes. Still doesn't. Yeah, but Shea was even lower last season. Yeah, like, so like even two. get to four. Four would be good. Forty percent. Four, four is a good would be a good number for Shea this year. Yeah, yeah. My thinking on it was like you will have um, hopefully a little bit more of shot creation and a little bit more space, and so you might see Giddy giving Shea a little bit more of uh, spot up attempts, so Mitzich, and maybe J Dub growing in a more playmaking role. So I said, well, if if Shea has a good season. It's not out of the, like, it, it, it is hard because going from 31.5 or whatever it was in 2021, 2022 to 20 to 35 and then going to 40, it's it's going to be difficult. Um, so if you say like 36%, I think that is probably what will happen. So a little bit of an improvement. If he goes there, that is probably game changing for, for OKC. Yeah. Okay. I, so since that was both of our both of our uh, bold predictions, we shared it. Andrew, you get to judge it. I think that it's Habanero. I think it's pretty spicy. Ooh, Just okay for him to get back to shooting above forty percent. I mean, I think that if if he did that, one, I think the Thunder would be a lot better <laughs> if he actually <laughs> executed that. And it kind of bleeds into my bull prediction that Shea will win the MVP this year. If he did that, I think he could win the MVP. Yeah. You think he could, or you were saying he will? Andrew? Bold prediction, Shea will win the MVP this year. Um, I, I would give that a Pocky. Yeah. Just because that's extremely hard to do. It would require not just Shea having an incredible year, which he did last year. Yeah, he did. It would require the Thunder probably being the first or second seed because there's going to be a lot of people who want to give Jokic mm-hmm. the MVP that they feel he deserved last year, this year. And as long as he has a normal Jokic year, it is very likely that he will win the award. So they would need – I mean, the Thunder would probably need to be ahead of the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Which I th- – I think in the scenario where he is the MVP, that it's possible. So there we go. I can see the Nuggets not being the number one seed next year because Jokic has a year where he just doesn't care. Yeah. And plays like maybe 60, 55 games. Um, then, then he couldn't win the MVP. Actually yeah, exactly. could not. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe that's so, how it happens. So yeah. I can see a season where, I mean, they are maybe the, the three seed. I, I don't see the Thunder jumping then, but but I still see that as a possibility, like that Jokic is, yeah, it's good, but, but it's not MVP. Maybe Jamal has a better season. Uh, finally, Jamal being an all-star, which I think is going to happen. So, Yeah, first-time all-star, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I mean, I don't know like what percentage I believe that this could happen, but I do think that it's in the realm of possibilities. Where like last year, you have to remember like where we were last year with Shea going into the season was like, could he like the bold prediction would have been All Star, you know? And I think, and maybe we're getting a little bit over our skis here with predictions like this, um, mm-hmm. but I do think that we're headed closer towards Shea being legitimately thought of as like one of the top three best players in the league in the next few years. Um, and it could be as soon as this year. I just think that nope. he's he's got the mentality. He's got the game. He's very well-rounded. And the dude... And, and he, he does have like media support. Oh like my you, gosh, you, yeah. You very rarely see negative things from like national people. Now you'll see like random fans talk, calling him like a free throw merchant or whatever. Yeah. But like in terms of national media, he basically has like 100% approval rating. Yeah. Right yeah. And, and also about the free throws, like, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, even the KD MVP season, you remember like the right through move? That yeah. was how 
he was so efficient. Yeah. Uh, and that's amazing stretch that he had for OKC. Definitely. Um, like getting to the line and mastering that is number one thing for every great player. Mm-hmm. Um they play like the guard wing position, maybe not for centers, but even for like guys like Embiid and and Jokic, getting to the line is important. So they they are not um maybe maybe they don't generate contacts in the same way. Um, but again, for wings, I think it's it's something that you say, but you say to anybody, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow! So we start off with a habanero and a pocky, snorting a pocky. Uh, Michele, do you want to lead off round two? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide when uh, drop uh, the the bomb, so I'll probably leave it Ooh. for last, and I will go with my second boldest, probably. And OKC will have four players at the All-Star Weekend. At the All-Star Weekend? Weekend. Okay. So J-Dub can still be rising stars. Chet could be rising stars. Shea would be oh, the All-Star. Oh, I didn't think about the J-Dub. All-Star. No, that's not so bold. Um, I didn't well, count J-Dub, so I should say five. Who Who would be the fourth, though? I mean, like, what would Giddy, because he wouldn't be rising stars at this point. You think, no, he could. you think he's going to be the all-star, make an all-star game? So I, the bold prediction is to have the two rookies going there as rookies. Oh, Case like and Case and, 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 and Chet. And an Oos? No. Mitzic? And two all-stars. Oh, Mitzic? Two all-stars for real. Who are the two all-stars? <laughs> um, I don't know, Shea and Jada. Now that we're or, talking about it, or, now I actually or, think there's going to be four Thunder players in the Rising Stars <laughs> competition. Yeah, not, um, I, I framed it. Um, now that I see that, I, I framed it a little bit uh, in, a, in a wrong way. Um, my point is, um, bold prediction would be obviously having two real All-Star at this point because I like the, the All-Star weekend opens too many like ways to get there. I think that's, that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. It's very, Especially you said it on the a podcast on Monday, huh? You said it on a podcast on Monday, basically. Then I, I thought he'd be an All Star this year. I didn't say that this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. I just don't know that he can do it this year. That's just I mean, if Shea's going to win the MVP again, they would have to be like a one or two seed. Yeah. And if they are one or two seed, the chances of them having a second All Star goes up significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but in the in the West. I, I think that's yeah. Pocky. That's Pocky. Like, yeah, it, it would have to be such a huge jump from J. In reality, or, or Giddy. I was trying to cheat um, and having the All Star Weekend thing because of in the end it could have been like Bert Hans going at a three point shooting competition, and that <laughs> would have been like uh, like uh, a way of cheating. But this Rising Star and Rookie ch- Rookie thing just messed up. Completely. Yeah, because um, I mean they could they could easily have three of uh, three guys in that. Yeah, you have four if Oose is playing. Yeah, exactly. Like it Oose can is be loose. So it, it should be like at, at least six players at the All Star Weekend, <laughs> which is yeah. like yeah. you half the roster is involved in the All Star Weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I can really think, but like going at the three point shooting is actually something that can happen. Well, they they yeah. at this point they have to bring Isaiah Joe. Like if he has another season like he did last year, and he doesn't get asked again, yeah. This yeah. is rude at a certain point. And he wants to do it. So let the man shoot. Um, okay, I'm still not to my crazy ones, although this one you'll probably think is crazy too. Uh, Josh Giddy will attempt over 300 free throws this season. And as a point of reference, he attempted 145 last year. It's gonna, so he is doubling he's gonna his free throws. Double his horrendously low free throw rate <laughs> shut up no if you do the math i think this is jalapeno it, it would it would be 3.65 attempts per game assuming he played 82 games. wait how many is it it would be 3.6 but what's the total over 300 in the season so he was like at 1.9 last year i think mm-hmm. somewhere around there yeah so you think that's jalapeno 
<sighs> I think that the the rate of free throw is worse really off compared to the driving rate. So I think this is actually natural. Like this mm. is something um, yeah. that happens to young players in the league where, especially if you are a certain kind of player, maybe not super athletic, maybe not super strong, um, it's hard to get free throws. But as soon as you get into the, oh, we should pay attention to this kind of thing with the refs, it's going to be up. And, and, it, and it goes up pretty quickly. So I, I think that this is the year where like Giddy will learn how to use his body a little bit better. Um, we already seen flashes of that last year. And so as soon as he start getting calls, it's going to be, it's, it's not going up linearly. It's going from like 1.9 to 5, 4.5, something like that mm-hmm. in a year, I think. Um, maybe this is not the year where it happens, um, but I guess that the improvement on that stat will not be linear for Josh Giddy. And I think that OKC wants him to be that kind of player, the player who grabs and goes, grabs and goes. So he'll have like eight, nine driving attempts. And the way he played in the World Cup and in parts last season at the end of the year, to me, is actually conducive to getting more free throws. Uh, I think it's bold. I think it's I think it's Habanero bold. Oh, okay. There, there were only 48 players in the league that shot 300 or more free throws last year. Yeah, but look at the driving numbers. It's just not very many players. I know. I just need to. I just need to see it to believe it with Josh in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think there. it is exciting, to, though, to think about those top four guys with Chet and J-Dub. Like, all of them have the potential to be guys who can get to the line. Yeah. Because yeah. they are all physical. And Chet has that, like, weird KD thing where his, like, body's just so weird. He can get matched up on guys who just don't know how to defend him and can get some easy fouls. Mm-hmm. Like, if he if he if his handle gets to a decent spot, I feel like he, he will learn some tricks to be able to get to the line mm-hmm. pretty easily. So if you had all four of those guys eventually down the road all being confident about getting the line, like what a miserable team to have to play. Yeah, it would be miserable. You know, DeJounte Murray only took 190 free throws last year. Embarrassing. But 74 yeah. games. What's he They're doing out not there? not attacking. That's the wild. basket. It's, it's a mid-range kind of play, which is... Josh Koji you know. took more free throws than DeJounte Murray last year. Yeah. Oh, would have never guessed that, nor <laughs> looked it up. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you have to count of uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I mean, not. A, I'm just looking at the big list, so I don't have it off the top of my off the top of okay. my dome. Um, but if I find it, I will shout it out during the the podcast here. Um, uh, I'm reading now the Pocky One Chip Challenge was pulled from shelves out of abundance of caution following the death of a teenager whose yeah. family said he had died after eating one. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, that's not, well, not great. Not great. Um, okay. Uh, my next bold take is, let's see. Uh, so, uh, J-Dub. We'll have at least one, but maybe multiple five by fives. I mean, it's, it's packy. It does. It does not happen. People love to pick guys who they think could get it, mm-hmm. but it just never happens. I think Jaden could get a five by five. Happens. He's got the steals. We've seen him be a pretty decent shot blocker from the wing, and obviously, like points, rebounds, assists. Like we know, he can do all of that. So, he had a ton of steals last year. He had a ton of steals last year. It's just the blocks. Like, can he get to the blocks? I don't know that he can get to the blocks. And he had multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. He's just going to get on a roll. Doing it once is probably something that you say, okay. um, (laughs) Yeah, wait, did you say he would do multiple You know what? I did. Yeah. I was trying to get get even bolder. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, that's, I mean, if you say once, it, it is still very high. Okay, um, okay, once, okay, once. I'll, 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 I'll tamper it down a little bit, once. 
it's just getting like blocked and sealed at the same time. It's very hard. To it's get do you all know who the last player who got a five by five was? Mm -mm. First of all, there's only been 21 in NBA history. I'm a believer. And six of those were Hakeem. <laughs> okay. Do you know who the last person who did it in 2019? We've already talked about him on this podcast. Wow. Mm. Mm -mm. Is it KD? Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic? Oh, weird. We so really weird. weird. He had 24-23, seven assists, five steals, five blocks. Before him, wow. it was Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Nicholas Batum, Kirilenko, and then you're all now you're all the way back at like 2004. Yeah, Kirilenko did it three times. Kirilenko, yeah, was awesome. He would have been great in this league. Yeah, he's ahead of his time, Andre Kirilenko. Uh, yeah, I mean, J Dub got over five steals multiple times um, last season, and mm -hmm. the blocks is going to be tough, guys. It's going to be tough to get there. Okay. Kirilenko had a game 14, 8, 9, 6, 7. <laughs> That's unreal. He yeah. was an amazing shot blocker. Like he was just insanely good. Yeah, this is this is getting bolder by the second. He only had two blocks, was the most he had in the game. <laughs> Can I say something very stupid? I think it's always, more likely that always. Chet does it in the next three years than J Dub does. Because with Chet, I can see him having like uh five steals, five blocks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he, can, he can get there. Like, yeah, Chet is probably is a, like both Chet and Wimby are are five by five candidates for sure. Yeah, maybe I should have maybe I should have said Chet. The closest he got too late. The the closest he uh, he actually never got close at all. Um, so I'll stop. But, but hey, maybe maybe it happens. Like maybe also the other thing is you look at the twenty one games. There was only one guy. I would guess under like six, eight, who did it? Yeah, and and it was Jamal Tinsley. Somehow got five blocks in a game. Wow, Jamal Tinsley. Weird. Wow. That's um, okay, so that's, in the that's... NBA. Did he play in Europe? Why well, I think he played in Europe. He probably did. Yeah, just loved so. the hoop. Just played in Europe till he was fifty. I don't know. So Andrew's starting off with two pockies. Wow. Hey, congrats to us for not doing any uh, lukewarm. Hey, so far, nothing lukewarm. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, maybe maybe this this will be the one. Lou Dort <laughs> will lose the starting gig by the end of January. Ugh. Okay, in so... Favor it's, of it's, Isaiah Joe or Kenny or, or Usman Jang. 
That's bold. It's bold. That's bold. Okay, for sure. One of mine was Usman Jang will be in the starting lineup by the end of the year. Whoa, those are those are and both Danny, very bold. Yeah, both yeah, very then bold. It's, then it's the same. I mean, do you see? It's kind of the same thing. I mean, it. Yeah. But mine, it could happen in different ways. Like mine, J Dub could get hurt, and all of a sudden Jang's like the obvious replacement, maybe. Yeah. Whereas in Kelly's scenario, it has to be because Dort is subbed out. Yeah. So yours so is actually more bold than mine. That my thinking there's fewer is fewer pathways. For at some point, I was looking through stats yesterday, and I mean, if you look at the last, the post All Star games, game numbers are just so bad, so 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 bad efficiency wise. Uh, for some weird reason that I cannot comprehend, uh, I tried to to look at every number that I could. Um, Ludort is one of the least efficient players, um, and the effective field goal when he's on the court is terrible for the Thunder, but somehow they have a good offensive rating um, when he's on the court. Hmm. So I don't know how to to parse it in my mind. They also have a bad defensive rating when he's on the court, and I don't know. Somehow I think that at some point some guy will be just seamless with with the starters and that guy might not be Isaiah Joe because of the size and stuff like that but if Kenny had has a good season I can see them saying okay we can't lose minutes over this Dort can start in start um off the bench and be the guy who who basically does the Marcus Smart thing where you have a guy that is hot on the other side. You put Dort on him for ten minutes, and you are good to go. Yeah, I mean that's it's that's bold, for sure. It's bold. I f- I don't feel like it's pocky though. Like I I think Ghost Pepper, because it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like we always talk about how talented and deep this team is, and how they're full of all these young guys who we have think have super high ceilings. Mm-hmm. One of those guys hits, and you have to make a decision, and the easiest decision would be Dort. And to me, it's it's not even about the others. I think it's about him. Um, I think it's not about oh, trying to be nice. No, I'm not saying that he's a bad player or that he averages less minutes in total. Wow. Okay, for a second, I, I, I thought that something was really <laughs> happening on, on this side of the planet. And anyway, um, I think that Ludort, he is better suited with certain lineups. And the one that have Giddy on, 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 it's not maybe the best lineup where he can be <laughs> successful. So uh, the yeah. Dort fans are firing at Michele, trying to take him down. That's, that's uh, I mean... I think that efficiency is the single most important thing that a player, that a role player, need to have in order to be successful. Um, okay, they're getting louder. They're getting closer. <laughs> they're outside the door. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, also saying that Jang will be efficient is a pipe dream, but but that is. Okay, Andrew, you tell us what is bolder that. Lou Dort will lose his starting spot by January, or that Usman Jang will be in the starting lineup by the end of the year. Um, are you and you're you're not? I mean, who who would sit? I guess it would be Dort in both situations, right? No, not necessarily. Mine leaves open the door. Somebody could get injured. Like that's very yeah, realistic. That's they were cheating. very healthy. That is no, it's cheating. not cheating. That's totally also, cheating. As long as he starts one game. I am technically correct, so I have a lot of outs. <laughs> no, 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 no. So if he's got to earn it, yes, 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 yes. it doesn't count because he said by the end of the season, meaning that he has a chunk of games where he starts. Yeah. No, if he starts the last game of the season, I win. I um... technically, technically, <laughs> um, if if that is the take, then it's actually Bell Pepper because okay, he can really. <laughs> Uh, punt the last game and Jeng could start. I mean, the starting lineup for the last game last season was, I think, different. So if you set a minimum games, like five games, that will be actually spicy anyway, even with injuries. But we have Fine. to set five, like boundaries. I'll say five straight games, five consecutive games. Okay. Then it's actually hot. Yeah, I think... It's bold. I think the Jeng one is probably bolder just because it's... I mean, his shooting splits 
last season. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. 42, well, to be po- I'm being positive here. 42, 26, 65. He played like 200 minutes or something stupid. I don't care. I'm just, so you're saying, I'm just that saying it's more likely that like Dort is benched than like Jeng starting five games and you yeah, call that's, me that's very a hater? That's very surprising of you, Andrew. I, defending Dort, I would be more like, yeah, surprised. I would be more surprised if if Jang became like a starting level player this in this year. Then that if, is not what the, the the prediction says, though. It's just <laughs> Jang is a starting is it's is in a starting it's unit for at least games. five games. He would have to. No, no, no. That's not the way. I'm Jay will it. started. Jay will. Yeah, seriously. Was starting games, and he was clearly not a starting level player. Yeah, we all know the circumstances that surrounded that, though. There's going to be. I'm looking my, at the starting lineup now. Mm-hmm. It would be more surprising to me that Jang just like was so good that they would have to mm-hmm. start him than if like Casey Wallace or Mitsich or somebody else was able to like, hey, listen. Or Isaiah Joe, or uh, I don't know Aaron Wiggins, or somebody like that. You know, like there are a lot of different guys that I think you could put in that place before yeah. you mention Jang. That's I think Kenny, Kenny, like Kenrich Williams, scenario, obviously. Yes, in, in this scenario, it's um, uh, a wing that is uh, out for some reason, or maybe multiple wings. Yeah, then you, you can think of starting um, a guy like Jang. I think that in some scenario, this is also, hey, let's see, Jeng is showing some improvements and maybe he has like a, an okay part of this season and let's just try to start him again and see what happens. Um, I don't think that it has to be great, but there was there were stretches last year where he looked like um, a guy that, that can step on the floor and not create any damage. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a future in the league or anything. I would just be very surprised if he was ready mm-hmm. now. That's all. Yeah. I would love to be surprised. Surprise me. That'd be great. Uh, Andrew, what's your next one? My next bold prediction is that Chet Holmgren will lead the league in blocks per game. Uh, Triple J led the league with three per game last year. Hmm. So, is there a qualifier on a number of games? On number of games? Uh, well, 55. 55. Okay. Um, I would say Habanero. Wow. Maybe a bit more. Maybe mm. a, maybe a uh, particularly spicy Habanero pepper. Yeah. I had in my extra prediction something that is close to that. I think that Chet will get first team all defense votes. Hmm. Which if you actually if you are the best shot blocker in the league, you probably get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. As far as bold takes go. Should have gone with I, that one instead of the four players at the all star thing. I just don't know that if it's so that bad. bold. Like realistically, what do you think he will average? Like, if you take away your prediction, two two point three two and a half. Yeah, like two and a half. Like I'm already at two and a half. Yeah. And we know he's going to have games where he has like five to seven blocks in a game. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen we games like that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Yes, we that. do. Did you say yes, fifty-seven we do. blocks in a game. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> in it sounds like he probably did. did. Let, let me see. <laughs> yeah, but to do it over fifty five over fifty five games is not like yeah yeah sure sure he will do it like averaging three point five is is not okay he he had five in a game yeah mm-hmm. so that's pretty good that is good and that's two away from seven mm-hmm. so yeah. pretty close it's pretty close um, <gasps> he had six blocks last year in summer league yeah yeah. He regressed. So this, is, this is what I'm saying. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, he bit. definitely regressed from like the first summer league to the second one. Like in the first one, oh, the very like, first just... game. Yeah. Well, he... Who was who that he played against in that Utah game? Uh, Memphis. 
Uh, no, no, Memphis was the Memphis. second one because he got he got. Who was the player though? Manhandled by somebody. Was it Namias Keita that he played against? Was it the Kings? Kings. Yeah, they were, they were white. I don't Percy. remember. It was somebody big. Maybe it wasn't Kata, but it was somebody big that he played against, and he just destroyed them because he just got them into space, and they couldn't mm-hmm. keep up with them. Yeah. And but the most impressive one to me was the first game against Houston in in Vegas, where he didn't have like a particularly great game. Um, in the first half, he was like just not good, and then he started to. He was playing the four, and then he. In the second half, it was just swatting shots left and right to Tyrese and, and whoever. He had a block on Tyrese that was insane. It was just, hey, play me one-on-one and I just destroy you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going to 3.5, I mean, on one end, it seems, yeah, he can do it. But like doing it for the entire season, it's not really easy. Like There will be games where he's just in foul trouble and... Like stuff like that. So I think it's but bold other- to say 3.5 and being like old defense type of guy in year one. That is a tall the, task. The thing is, it doesn't have to be 3.5. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. had three last year, and before that, 2.3, and then 1.6 before that. So like Jaron Jackson could regress a little bit. He could have a perfectly good season at like 2.8. Yeah, and maybe Chet uh, only needs three they, blocks they, per game. He put, they played Utah in this game, and one of the centers was Taco Fall. Who was the right. other one? Uh, I can't. I can't pick out who it is. Maybe it's Adoka Azabuki. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was Azabuki. Um, but yeah, he was. <laughs> Chet was so good, and I forgot that like Poku played in this game, and Jang played in this game, and Josh Giddy played in this game, and J Dub played in this game. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the most stacked summer league roster maybe ever. And Chet was so much better than anybody else. He was so like, good. It yeah. was not really close. Yeah, he was, he hey, was... I'm, I'm just dominating this game with my with my shot and with everything else. He just yeah, he embarrassed was... Taco Fall. I remember like giggling yeah. on my sofa. Yeah, we, was just... we had Tyler Parker on. <laughs> Tyler Parker and Taylor. That night, I was just like, whoever can get on, we've got to talk about this game right now. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, Yeah, that was great. Yeah, three Uh, blocks. Three blocks, you know, over three blocks per game. I'll give the habanero. Yeah. I think that's probably right. I think that's probably Uh, right. My next one. Tell me what you think about this. Someone other than Lou Dort or Isaiah Joe will lead the Thunder in three-pointers made. Now, to give you the context Mm. for this, last year, Isaiah Joe led the team with 161 threes. Lou Dort was second with 135. In third was Trey Mann with 81. Yeah. 53 pointers fewer than Lou Dort. Trey Mann (laughs) was a wild card. Yeah, I, I, I meant to ask to quiz you guys because see how long it would take you to get Trey Mann was third. That's a tough one. Um, I'm saying someone other than Lou Dort. And or Isaiah Joe will lead the Thunder in three pointers made. Oh, I think that's decently bold. I think that Mitsich is going to take a lot of threes, but not in total attempts, two two minutes probably. I maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, I don't see him. Even if I am a very, I'm very high on Mitsich in general. I don't see him averaging more than twenty two minutes. Uh, and I know that Isaiah Joe was gunning in those minutes Mitsits is not like that mm-hmm. so i don't think he will take like six yeah, he, trees yeah, in, in those 22 minutes i think it will be like a three or four he 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 will shoot it he's a good shooter um but he will try to do something else with the ball as well so it's not like hey i'm just checking trees mm-hmm. so I, I think it is actually pretty bold but also like i don't know why you do like yeah, who's who it's, are it's who are the can- to be Isaiah, but who are the like, candidates? What are you? What are you? It doesn't like, matter. What, That's not important. J Dub, yeah, Shay, Shay. Mm. I mean, the way it could work is Isaiah Joe just plays, you know, fifteen minutes a game instead of nineteen minutes a game. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's taking four threes per game, and maybe Shay's also taking four threes per game, 
and they both end up shooting around 40 percent and that's how it happens yeah yeah but can i say that if this happens something really good for okc is happening or Isaiah got hurt (laughs) or yeah but if it's no isaiah joe and no dort it means that someone is shooting at high volume yeah for okc yeah because even that, if that is are, kind of like the that's a the because, hope underneath yeah. this prediction. Yeah, because it, somehow like Dort will shoot trees when he's on the court, and if he takes less than well, he he might be more efficient, so that might be like him getting a little bit less but shooting a little bit better. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who that is though. Bertans. Doesn't matter. Just has to be someone else. Just yeah, un- but Bertans just, is not going to get minutes. We just unlock Bertans, and he he's the one who supplants Dort in the starting lineup. Whoa. No, that's a bold prediction. And he, pl- and he plays the two. And he plays... Like, the- <laughs> speaking of, like, um, these two predictions, like the one that Dort wishes less, and, like, if you, if you put Bertans and Dort in a unit, that unit with maybe J-Dub and, I don't know, Kason and Chad and whatever you 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 take a little bit on defensive side, but you have guys like Bertans and you have Shea on that lineup as well. I think that those lineups can work because Bertans is really a gravity guy, especially if you can mask him a little bit on defense. And I think that with Chad and to with like playing drop, you can actually do that because you yeah, well you will have like guys open uh, for three pointers and and that will happen because Bertans is slow. But on the other end of the court, he creates like so much space. I mean, you can't leave him open, even if he's bad or slow. Like when he takes it outside of a three-point line, it's an automatic three. Like it's it's going up every mm-hmm. single time. You know that. And so, as um, I'm very curious to see how Degnold will use him, uh, if at all, and if you use him with with whom. Like I think that that is an avenue for guys like Dort to play more because you have other guys spacing a lot for Shea. Mm-hmm. And it could be like a good bench unit. Like you sub in Dort, you sub in Bertans immediately, uh, and, and, and you have a lineup that works. Last year, it was a let's play Shea with all shooters because now he needs space because there is no really good shooter except for Isaiah Joe. And so, I mean, those lineups to me will be killer lineups. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, my next bold prediction. Uh, Victor Oladipo. I'm just kidding. Um, Aaron Wiggins will play the fifth most minutes on the team next year. I'm so speechless. Like, just want this to just let it sink in. <clears throat> so I'm I'm just trying to do the math here in my head. So. Last year he was sixth. Last year he was sixth. I think he played like twelve hundred minutes. But like he that. definitely would have been under Kenrich if Kenrich had stayed healthy. Yes. Like if healthy, he probably would have been seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it now too. Yeah, seventh <clears throat> is where he would have but been had Kenny stayed healthy. We're also introducing Chet into this, which doesn't really affect Wiggins' minutes necessarily, but Yeah. Um a tiny BTS. A tiny bit. A tiny bit. It it will affect the ranking. Yeah, I could. You said you said top five, top five. I, I actually I think it, it. it happens a lot. It affects a lot because it. I don't think Chet will play it. Um, well, in total minutes, I think that he will be above twelve hundred. I hope. But yeah. NJ will will play. I mean, I don't see Chet playing thirty five minutes a night, so yeah, I can see I two so. centers playing. 70 games each, 20 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would it, have to be this would have to be something happening to the one of the top four guys. Maybe this is another one of your anti-Dort rants. <laughs> hidden. You've stealthily this is a Trojan horse Dort <laughs> prediction. Because like those guys, the top four, all played more than twenty two hundred minutes. So we're talking about like a nine hundred to a thousand minute gap. Mm-hmm. If we assume that Chet or whoever center is going to play more than what Wiggins played last year. Mm-hmm. I, I actually do think this is pretty bold. Yeah, I also, just... Do you want that to happen? I'm not saying I want it to happen. I just think that 
I think Wiggins is just really reliable. He's just really steady. I just when you yeah. put him in games, I feel really good about him as the wing. Almost every time that he plays. I just feel good about his defense. I don't think he's like he's not better than Dort as a defender, but he's certainly just a better offensive player. I mean, when you look yeah. at his shooting splits, I mean he's fifty one percent from the field. Thirty nine percent from three, eighty three percent from the free throw line. You know, I I just would like I, I don't know. I just think that there's a world where we start the season and Aaron Wiggins emerges as like the best wing off the bench. I think wow. I think that's possible. That's all I'm saying. Um, can can I be a little bit mean? And I'm not sure if this is mean or yeah, anything, can, but I'll, yeah, this is a great time to be mean. Um I think that Wiggins is a guy who will keep lineups afloat. Like he he will not sink anything. Yeah. He's not the reason why a lineup will be bad. And I think that he is someone that can, again, keep the level of that lineup high mm-hmm. because he's giving you something on defense. He's giving you a reliable offense. But I don't see him being a guy who lifts a lineup. So to me, when you say he is a guy that can like be the best wing of the be- of the bench, I really struggle with that because I, I see but Kenneth Williams co- yeah. as a guy who comes into the court, does similar things to Wiggins, but you can tell that the lineup is working because of Kenny on both sides of the court. Yeah, Every time he steps on the court, he changes the lineup he plays in. I don't see the same with Wiggins. It's because he's less loud, probably, but even, even if you see the numbers, I mean, he is rarely a guy where you, you, you see like changes of plus and plus minus and, and stuff like that. I think it's really reliable. Like he's a guy that you can play with anybody and you will get good results. Mm-hmm. I just see Kenny and others as guys that can really change lineups off the bench for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why you keep Ken Richard off the bench because I think that he's a great change of pace kind of guy Definitely. where you put him in there. He knows what to do. He knows what to do in that specific game. He's so versatile. I mean, I think that Ken Richard is not discussed enough in like in last season, for example, uh, analysis. The fact that he got injured changed really the season for the Thunder because yeah. he's one of those guys. It's not at Draymond Green level, but he's... Um, is on the same kind of player type where he knows exactly how to win that game and he will do it for you. Mm-hmm. On a, of course, we're talking about an all-star and one of the greatest like connectors in the game in Draymond Green. Kenrich is on a different scale, but is similar player. With Wiggins, I don't see the same impact on the game today. Maybe we'll get that in the future. Yeah. He's also four years younger than... Kenrich. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Which is Bruce Room. But again, for boldness, I think that there is a world that exists where Aaron Wiggins can take on a bigger role in the NBA and with this Thunder team. I just think that there's always room for like a six 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 seven wing to come in that mm-hmm. shoots it well, that is consistent and also frankly, just everybody really likes him. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to give you Packy, but because you said everyone likes him, I'm knocking it down to a ghost pepper. I think that's fair. <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't see that happening, but anyway. Yeah. McKelly, do you have any more bowl predictions? Not for OKC, no. And my NBA league-wide predictions are so lame that I, I don't know. I have one Damn. more. Yeah, I have one more as um, well. Go ahead, Al. My, my final one. Last year, I said that OKC would be Top half in three-point percentage, and they finished 17th. Well, I'm mm-hmm. diving back in. This year, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be top 10 in three-point percentage. How do you feel about that? Good. I think that they no. I think that this is uh, spicy because, I mean, doing it, it's actually difficult. But I see avenues. Like last year, I said, come on, Dorf play like 35 minutes we should like zero i know basically you you, have a lot of shooters 
it's about one percentage point that they would need to jump, like a full percentage point to get yeah. in the range. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but you have Casey Wallace, you have Mitchich, you have Chet, you have all these guys, Bertans, you have all these guys suddenly who, <sighs> even if they don't, even if they aren't 40% shooters, you feel way better about them than some of the, like what we thought about Poku going into last year. Yeah. Like there, there are so many more uh, shooters that you are more confident in this year. Yeah, one of the takes that I had in my mind that and I I was too scared to to put on the on the list was like OKC will have more than five players shooting forty percent of or more from threes from three. Um, not like marginal players, not players that take one point two threes per game. Yeah, um, five or more. I don't remember the number that I was trying to to get to. So I think that is bold, like saying that 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 OKC will be top ten. But also like not packy. It probably is a banero to me. Like this is something that is difficult, but I can see a real avenue for that to it's be true. doable. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Isaiah Joe will shoot thirty-eight percent, maybe not forty again. Uh, I think that Bertans is a forty percent. Shea, I think can improve. Uh, Giddy shot 30, 34. and honestly, 34 like after also break. So, Do you know who uh, took the most threes on the team last year? Dort. Dort. Yeah, Dort. And if Dort isn't taking 409 threes, shooting 33%, and those I, are getting distributed to other guys, like that's yeah, going to boost up the team too. Yeah, especially if he takes out some of the tree of the type of the tree he takes, which are wing trees. Yeah. Those are the things that he with Team Canada was like way more disciplined and he played like a lesser role, which I think could benefit everyone in this setting. Uh, I disagree. I think it's insanely bold. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, okay. <laughs> I think all the all the guys that we're talking, a lot of the guys we're talking about coming in and shooting really well from three are rookies. Um, so? So I just... I they think- don't have to shoot. I don't think that they will shoot um, such an important amount. I just think Jada will be better. Isaiah Joe, Bertans, Shea, Mitzich. Yeah. Rookie. Those are the guys who will take the like a good chunk of the and I and I think Giddy will be better. Cause you know what's so crazy? That'd be great. That'd be great. So I'd like be happy about all of that. Lou Dort, 409 threes, 33%. Isaiah Joe, 394 threes, 41%. Trey Mann. 257 threes, 31.5%. Yeah. Like he took the third that most threes on so, the team yeah. and yeah. wasn't good. Really bad. In fact, he was basically the worst on the team. He was the worst shooter on the team. The next would be Oos, but he only took 98 threes. Yeah. Like no one shot worse than that that was taking that number of threes. Mm-hmm. If you tell me, if you told me last year that Trey Man would have shot like less than 32%. You don't put okay. It just, just, just. Hey, also, no. Trey Mann improving. Yeah, it's not hard to say. To Is say that your bold prediction? Is that your final bold prediction? Final bold prediction. Trey Mann, six man of the year. <gasps> no, no, no. We'd have to invent a new pepper. Yeah, no. Uh, my last one. Oh, this is not even. <laughs> this is just to irritate you guys. I think Shea will take less threes than last year. Oh, that would make me I can see that furious <laughs> it's pretty bold it's pretty bold no. it's not bold want to take trees no it's not bold I think it's I hope it doesn't happen but I I don't see that as um, I think it's bolder to say that it will take more yeah remember when he was taking two years ago I just remember watching him and he was just taking all kinds of just wild and wacky threes yeah, it was just, and we were like, "This is good." No, no, this is. <laughs> I promise, this is good for him. And he yeah. missed so many. He just missed so many shots that year, and then he just came back the next year and was amazing. But just stopped taking threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so wild. funny how that shifted. I, we haven't experienced many players like that who will change their game that dramatically over a summer. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's, Russ, it just felt like it just kept going up. Like there was nothing that was ever going to stop it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> By the way, uh, my wife uh, is a middle school teacher. My wife, and uh, oh. 
it's early days well. of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to do like an about me. And so she was saying how she's from Oklahoma City. And she said, you know, back when I started here, everyone was wearing OKC gear. Do you guys know why? And they all said Kevin Durant. So they all remember Kevin Durant played for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is wow. great. I mean, th- these are kids who are, you know, like 10 years old. Yeah. And uh, and then she was like, does anyone else know why else they might be wearing it? And one kid said, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> a, little, a little punk just hating on Russ. <laughs> Westbrook. Because of the wow. lies he's been fed by the mainstream media. Wow. Mainstream media does it again. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, okay. We're going to stop there for this part of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.